Welcome to Sharpen the Iron Podcast, where it is my job to share with you tools, lessons, inspiration, ideas to help you sharpen your iron mind, empowering you to go out and walk with God day by day to maximize your life. Today we're talking about how all truth is within. So what we're going to explore is truth, God, the eternal being, hidden yet revealed, and everything. All truth is within and life is a school slash a purification process of this truth to help us see more clearly. It's for the development of our souls. So I want to start with a verse from Jeremiah 31, 33, where God says, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And then I want to add something which kind of got me started on this, which is from the calendar, a calendar of wisdom by Leo Tolstoy. And this is from John Milton. Faith with time becomes more simple, more clear, and closer to real truth. And in accordance with the simplifying and clarifying of faith, people become more and more united. Mankind makes progress when its faith progresses. And if there is any progress in religion, it is not in the discovery of something new, but purifying the truths which have been revealed and explained to us. The end of this is huge. It's not in discovering and learning something new, but the purifying of the truth we already know, which is already within us. This is the purification and refining process we go through each and every day over the course of our lives. So God uses the external as the grounds to help purify and transform the internal. Because we all know the truth slash truths. Something I struggle with, for example, which I believe to be true, which no one had to tell me, but you just know it's true. These things are already within you. They're already written in our hearts, but which I believe to be true and that I've always known in my head, it's head knowledge, right? But I've not always experientially known it, actually known within me. And this is worrying about what other people think. And Proverbs 29, 25 says, fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. And I know in my head, I shouldn't worry about what you think. I should focus on God. I should just be myself, put myself out there. Let go of this fear of judgment and what other people think. This is a truth that I know in my head. But it doesn't actually mean I always abide by it. It doesn't mean that fear of what other people think doesn't still stand in my way. The truth is within me, but again, it goes back to being refined throughout our lives so we can see it more clearly. It's wiping the mirror clean over time so we can see and know what we not just know in our heads, but also we can see and know this in our hearts. And so social media has played played a huge role in me putting myself out there. You know, it, it brings up a lot of insecurities. What are other people going to think about me? What if it's not good enough? Which is really, what if I'm not good enough? And a lot of self-doubt and worrying can eat at you, which leads to this inner civil war and it strips us of our peace. However, as I continue to put myself out there, face the fears head on, as I continue to work to let go of worrying so much of what other people think, 
I'm just able to be me a bit more. To be naked and free and totally okay with just being myself and putting myself out there regardless of what other people think. However, it still gets to me. It, that fear does not go away. It's becoming, it's not becoming fearless, but it's fearing less. And it's taken over a year from where I started. But each time I notice that I've kind of faced that fear head on, it's as if the mirror gets a little bit clearer and cleaner. I can see things more clearly. And God has refined me, refined this through me over time. To know this truth a little bit more clearly, to know this truth in my heart, not just in my head. He cuts me away from the things that don't really matter, like worrying about what other people think. I just have faith, you know, that it's what I'm supposed to do, that this work that I'm doing is what I'm supposed to do. I can just focus on my work, let go of that constant worrying in my head. My vision is clear because the truth has become a bit more clear. I don't need to waste my time and energy worrying about that which isn't true, which doesn't really matter, which is the judgment of others, by others, from others, because fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord will be kept safe. And the truth we must know, it's, it's like a seed, a seed that is within, which is the simplest of things because it's just a little seed, right? Yet it's infinitely complex because the seed contains everything. And you can also think of it this way. It's like taking a compass, you know, with a pencil and the point you make with the pencil being the middle on a piece of paper, that's the seed. Then you draw this, a circle around this point. It's the center of everything, which is simple, but it's also everything, which makes it super complex. Like the truth within you is simple. Love your neighbor. Watch your tongue. Don't worry about tomorrow. Continue to stay in the word. All these things are simple, yet they are infinitely complex because life is complex. There's so many distractions. There's so many temptations. There's so much, there's just so much complexity in life. And so through the course of our lives, God helps refine this truth within us so we can see it more clearly. And it takes trials. It takes falling on our faces. It takes suffering, pain, and the hard times to help us see the things more clearly because it helps cut away all the BS. And within you, the kingdom, within you is the kingdom of God. And Jesus says that the kingdom of God, again, is like a seed that a man took and sowed in his garden. The seed grew and became a tree. So the garden is your heart. The seed is already within. And over a lifetime, we sow the seed. It takes work to keep out the snakes, the weeds, pests, the bugs out of our garden. These are all things in life that holds us back from helping nurture and grow that seed within. It's all the distractions in life. So another thing, another truth that I think that I want to add to this is that's relevant, especially in everyone's lives. It says Matthew 6.33 or Max, Matthew 6.34. Do not worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of, of its own. So do not worry about tomorrow. Again, that's really simple, right? We can know it in our heads. Oh, I know I shouldn't worry about tomorrow, but it's Actually knowing and experiencing this truth deep within that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of work and time for this seed to grow within us so we can reap the harvest of its good fruits. Because we're always caught up worrying about things. And so I know not to worry about tomorrow. Then I sit here and get caught up worrying about tomorrow's workout, what I'm going to post, what time I'm going to wake up. 
We know not to worry, yet we worry. However, what I've noticed in my life is God is slowly but surely purifying the truth within me and making everything a bit more clear. But it takes time. And so every time I start to worry, I try to work to reflect and remind myself. First of all, it's awareness because you can't overcome any mental affliction without awareness. So it's awareness of like, holy crap, I just spent the last five minutes worrying about something that hasn't even happened. And then from there, we can work to reflect, to remind ourselves, God has a plan. We know Jeremiah 29, 11. And everything's worked out up to this point. And also there isn't a problem in this current moment and worrying doesn't help at all. So then we're able to let go, find some peace. And then maybe that worrying comes back five minutes later. Again, through awareness, you work to let go, you trust, you do the same thing, the same process. You're able to see things a bit more clearly. Over time, you are transformed inwardly because it takes that worry, which creates pain, right? And it takes that pain to purify us over time, which is being transformed inwardly. And transformation plays a huge role in this as well because transformation is what it's all about. And transformation is about unlearning. Again, it's not learning anything new, but unlearning the old programmed responses of worry, fear, doubt, anger, and hate. It's just unlearning what we've learned from the world and purifying what we already know. Again, the truth that is already within us. And we know Romans 12 too, let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of your mind. Then you will be able to know the will of God, what is good and what is pleasing to him. It's just flipping everything upside down. And this is why the Bible is huge, why the Bible is so important, because what does it contain? Contains the truth. It's the eternal, it's the eternal truth that will never fail nor forsake us. And we know God has given us the Holy Spirit who is guiding us closer to the truth and he is working within us. So the more you know the book and know God, the more you know what truth looks like, which makes it even easier to identify when you're caught up in something that isn't true or not in accordance with God. For example, worrying, hating, lust, letting go, letting go of your tongue, whatever it may be. And as you continue to grow in God and in the word, you continue to grow in truth you're able to see life more clearly and focus on what truly matters. And this is always applicable as well. It's practical because as you go through life, there's an infinite amount of things to focus on, which is paralyzing because it's just too much. So you need a guide, a map. You need a king at the top to filter your perception and give you something to focus on. We know that sin means it's sin is derived from an archery term, which means to miss the mark, to miss the target. There is a target. There's one little thing to focus on. That's the bullseye. And when you miss, you sin. But if we have something to focus on, we have something to guide our perception and our lives. And anxiety comes when the kingdom's divided. When I'm sitting here in this present moment, but I'm worrying about the future. You're literally here. Your body is here, but your mind is off somewhere else which creates this internal tension, this anxiety, because we're torn. We're, our aim is not at one thing. And something weird that I noticed too the other day was what they'll tell you when you're struggling to balance is to just focus on one thing. And so it, to actually balance out your body, you have to focus on one thing. So to actually 
balance out your nervous system, which, and to free yourself of this anxiety, you have to focus on one thing. You know, people say you can't multitask. That's what they say, because otherwise you're torn. You have to give your attention to one thing or you're constantly being torn, which creates that inner civil war, that inner tension. And so again, we need something to give ourselves to, to focus on. And this is God. This is the truth. We have this to guide us through this maze of life, this ever-changing world. We have something that remains eternal, that never changes. And again, this is from Jordan Peterson, which I love. And he says, that which is most real is that which orients you through the darkness, through the hard times and the suffering in this life. If you're going through hell, the only thing that's going to help pull you out or pull you through is God. Because everyone goes through a bit of micro, micro hell in their lives, and you need something that's going to help sustain you and pull you through that. We know as well, Matthew 4.4, 4, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This is the truth that sustains you. The, the word, this truth, that which is in your heart already helps sustain you and guide you through the darkness. That which is most real orients you through the darkness. Because it's only the truth that's never going to fail you. Everything else, it's fading away. And when you go through hell, it reveals to you what truly matters. That's the purification process. It reveals to you. And then, okay, so the truth is already within. And the more you know it, the more you can give yourself to the truth, right? And so at times, like if something's foggy, it's like you don't really know. You can't give yourself to it. But if things are clear and you continue to know the truth, the more clearly you can give yourself to it. And Jordan Peterson also talks about how you need a lofty ambition because life is pain. Life is suffering. It's death. Essentially, life is death. And you don't, if you don't have something to give yourself to that's worthwhile and noble, then you're just going to give yourself to the stupid suffering of life. You are just going to be overtaken by it. So what could be more noble, more lofty, and worthwhile than giving ourselves to the truth? It's the ultimate challenge of a lifetime. But the meaning in this life comes from overcoming challenges and discovering what's within, which is the truth in you, God in you. This is the adventure of our lives. So one more element that I want to add to this is our ability to abstract truth, lessons, wisdom, and the eternal from the temporary, which kind of all go together there. I use those words interchangeably, you could say, um, from the temporary, from this moment. So we know that God is perfectly hidden, yet revealed in everything. And as humans, we meet things at face value, because to go beyond is a lot of work. So oftentimes we just, what we see is what we trust. And when we are only looking at things at face value, it kind of strips them of their meaning. However, when we dig a little deeper and go beyond the form, we find diamonds. Because God is underlying everything. He is perfectly hidden yet revealed. But this means paying attention, waking the hell up. When you go beyond surface level, you encounter the eternal. For example, maybe you and your wife are having a rough time getting along. Um, because every time she talks, you know, when you're trying to solve a problem, you keep interrupting her. You're not listening to what she has to say. Then you both just get upset about it. 
You're unable to let go of yourself and actually listen to what she has to say. But this requires humility, by the way, because that's the precondition to you actually listening and learning something is humility. So this has been going on for a couple days and you're finally able to just let go of yourself and do some reflecting. Okay, you admit it. Maybe you need to listen. You need to not interrupt her while she's talking. And maybe this is something you struggle with your whole life. And in this case, it finally got so bad that you actually went within, which is where the truth is and where God is. You went within instead of saying it was her fault. Instead of saying, I'm right, she's wrong. Because if you do not go within, you go without. And in going within, you discovered something. You're able to see things a bit more clearly. You realize, okay, I need to shut the hell up and listen and not interrupt her. So through the temporary, through life, and what is happening, you are able to abstract some useful knowledge, some wisdom, some truth, which is eternal. And we know in the book, James 1.19, everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. It says it right in the book. It's also within you. So this book contains the eternal truth. But it took something external to evoke that within you, to purify this truth in you so you can see things more clearly. And we can do this with everything that causes us to stumble in our lives or causes others to stumble as well. That's the wise thing to do is to uh, pay attention to what causes others to stumble, abstract abstract some truth from that, some lesson from that, so you don't have to go through that same pain, the same stumbling. But oftentimes it hits a little deeper when it's, us who does stumble. So where you stumble, dig for treasure. So that place where you keep encountering a problem in your life, you know, someone at work is annoying you. You keep getting pissed off in traffic. You're worried about something. It's any problem you continue to encounter in your life. This is when we must go beyond form because what's beyond is your greatest teacher. And this is going within, having humility and opening ourselves up. What is this trying to teach me? Maybe it's teaching you to have some thicker skin at work. Maybe that traffic is teaching you some patience. Maybe the fact that you keep worrying is teaching you to just trust and let go. Whatever it is, God is using the external to purify the truth within, to transform you inwardly. This means, though, not pointing the finger. It's not being a victim. It's letting go of our false self, our ego, and tapping into our true self. It's embracing that it's all meant for us from God. You have it all inside of you because God resides in you. Your body is the temple of your soul and the Holy Spirit. It's working to wake up, to pay attention, let go of ourselves, and allow God to refine us through it all. This brings meaning and purpose out of it all. And if our suffering has meaning and purpose, there's hope in it. Like you can go get through hell. You can find a way through the hell if there's hope because you know that God is using it all. He's bringing beauty out of the brokenness. And we must remember too that nothing beautiful arises except out of brokenness. That's how we know what beauty truly is. And so all this truth is already within you and we can give ourselves to allowing the Holy Spirit to redeem us within. It's this constant ongoing cycle of life, death, resurrection, redemption. It's the ongoing miracle of the cross because you burn up a little bit and that causes you to fall or stumble. 
but that gives room for the rise, for you to resurrect, redeem yourself, to grow a little bit from it. This is the ongoing miracle of that happening within, and we're able to see the truth more clearly and see God more truly, more clearly. And as we continue to give ourselves to the truth, we become more of the truth. You become the salt that adds flavor to the world, the leaven that allows the dough to rise, the light on the lampstand. Thank you guys for listening. I uh, Feel free to reach out. Let me know what you think. Um, keep living, keep loving, keep sharpening that iron, and I'll see you next time.